Lenny Gray exited the shanty carrying a tin bowl. Stepping off the front porch, she made her way over to a well and sat the bowl beneath a curved black spout. Grabbing the handle, she began pumping until gritty, sandy-colored water began pouring into the bowl. Once it was filled, she moved slowly towards the front porch again, careful not to spill the water sloshing around in the basin. Placing the water-filled bowl on Tom's rocking chair, she lowered herself to her knees. Bending over the bowl, she cupped her hands and filled her palms with water. Closing her eyes, she caressed her face with the water several times. When she was done, she cleaned her hands, grabbed a box of baking soda she'd bought out earlier, put a smidgen of the powder on the fleshy side of her index finger, and brushed her teeth. She used the remainder of the water and a washcloth to clean her armpits, wipe out her ears, and the space between her thighs. When she was done, she sat in Tom's rocking chair and began combing through her long hair with her fingers. Once it was untangled, she draped it over her left shoulder and began braiding it. She had been having trouble sleeping because the baby had grown in her belly over the past few months and insisted on waking her by kicking and moving around. The months that had come to pass had not been easy on Lenny Gray, Curly, or the people of Dixon Mills. Libby Ann, a neighbor of a nearby shanty, had passed away suddenly from coughing. The people didn't know what to call what she had, so they said her body choked her to death. Then Ida's friend Ruthie got sick with a similar cough and passed away just as quickly. Not long after that, Ruthie's husband Joe took sick and was in bed for a few days before he passed away in his sleep. Then, out of the blue, the sickness knocked on the door of Curly's grandmother Mary, who had got so ill that she couldn't get out of bed. Ida prepared a chicken broth filled with herbs that had been passed down from the women on her side of the family. She hoped it would help speed up Mary's recovery. Lenny, we're going to take Mary this here broth. Whatever it is she got in her system, this will help her to sweat it out. How sick is she? Lenny Gray asked as she watched Ida place the steamy liquid in a bowl. Pretty bad from what I can tell. I made this broth real strong, and I've known it to help break up a bad cold real quick. Once everything had been prepared for transport, Ida and Lenny Gray headed down the road towards the shanty where Mary lived. They walked into Mary's home and found her resting on a pallet that was spread on the floor. She was curled up in a fetal position with her back turned to them. Uh, Mary? I is you sleeping? Ida asked, kneeling down and touching her bony shoulder. No, oh, child! I feel like I'm wrestling with a lion on the inside! Mary coughed hard. I said, wait, around Miss Douglas, that I couldn't work, because I don't want her to catch what I got. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Don't you worry yourself none about that cranky Miss Douglas. You missing from my house for a few days ain't going to cause the end of the world. Let me help you sit up. Ida hooked her arms under Mary's shoulders and positioned her against the wall. Lenny, 
Go put this soup over on the table. I'll help her get over there so she can eat. Lenny Gray sat the soup on a makeshift table and repositioned a wooden crate that Mary used as a chair. Moments later, Lenny Gray heard the sound of bare feet sweeping across the floor planks. She turned in the direction of the sound and saw Ida and Mary moving towards her. Mary had on a nightgown that had been soiled down the front from vomiting. The old woman was bowed and frail. Her shoulder blades protruded from her back like the roundness of a safety pin. Her skin looked pale like paper, and her stringy hair was so gray it looked silver, and her eyes were set deep in their sockets. Groaning as she sat down, Mary asked, Who is this here? Mary's arm, which looked like a thin flower stem, pointed at Lenny Gray. That's Lenny Gray, Curly's wife. Sometimes this child acts like she's frozen dead. I swear she can be as quiet as a graveyard at midnight sometimes. Mary craned her head upwards and looked at Lenny Gray. Their eyes met. I remember you. I was the one who helped you arrive in the world. You came in foots first. Oh, brother, you killed your mother, though. I watched over you until you was about one. I remember that you started walking early on. Once you understood what your feet were for, you started running. You were quick, too. You could run as quick as the wind. When your daddy remarried, he came and took you away, and I ain't seen much of you until now. I've been meaning to spend time with you. Mary's words were interrupted by a breath-thieving cough attack. Get some of this broth in you and stop all that talk about the past, Ida insisted. Mary slumped over the bowl of broth. Placing her long, pale, and bony fingers around the bowl, she gathered up a healthy portion of her strength, raised the bowl to her lips, and sipped as much of the broth as she could. Ida helped her to set the bowl back down on the table. Lord, please help me. You done got me through slavery. And I know you can get me past this sickness. I know you can't let me live past 80. I still ain't seen freedom yet and I want to see it before I go. Mary said breathlessly. She focused on Lenny Gray again, afraid to mention that her vision was blurred. Lenny Gray noticed that the whites of her eyes had turned a strange mixture of brown and yellow, like a stagnant puddle of water. My daddy didn't tell me much about how you was the one who bought me in the world, Lenny Gray whispered. Man, folks, just plant the seed and the woman does all the work. He was hoping you was a boy. Her voice was low, as if sound had to come forward from deep within a cave. Mary began coughing again, and didn't speak until it subsided. 
Babies that come into the world backwards got a back-breaking load of suffering waiting on them. They learn things the hard way. But your mama was different. A sweet angel who liked colored men. She gave up all the luxuries of being wife of true love. Yeah, she was a quality woman with a saintly spirit. Passing for white and doing the best she could. I bought her in the world too. She was born on March 4, 1878. I hope that she keeps a watchful eye over you from heaven. I hope that her spirit keeps you from suffering so hard in this here life. I never thought to ask anybody else about my mama. What was she like? Who was her mama and daddy? Is they still around? Lenny Gray's mind became flooded with questions. Suddenly, she had access to valuable information that could help fill a hole in her heart. Her father didn't like to talk about his relationship with her mother. Lenny Gray assumed that it was because he remarried and talking about another woman would make his new wife angry. Now, the urgency of wanting to know as much about her mother as she could had arrived unexpectedly. She had no idea of how much her mother loved her father, or how deeply he loved her, or how they got involved in such a dangerous relationship. Lenny Gray, now ain't the time for them questions you got in your head. Can't you see she ain't got much strength? Ida's tone was as thorny as a rosebush, yet carefully measured so Lenny Gray understood not to ask more questions. Mary took another sip of the soup but couldn't hold it down. She coughed it back up and tried to wipe the liquid from her chin using the knuckles of her trembling left hand. I got that, Ida said as she reached for a nearby cloth and cleaned Mary up. I need to rest my eyes and mind. Mary's voice was faint, as smoke from a candle that had been snuffed out. Ida helped Mary back to her pallet. Once she was situated, Mary once again looked at Lenny Gray, studying her silhouette through her murky vision. I want to know more about my mama. Can you tell me more? Lenny Gray pleaded. Ignoring Ida's warning. Lenny Gray could not stop the flood of questions that had suddenly come to her. Like, what was her mother like as a little girl? Did her mother have anything that she was entitled to? Did her mother leave her any money? Lenny Gray, Ida said through clenched teeth as she shot daggers at her with her eyes. Step away. They grew up together. They were cousins. They fell in love long before she started passing, said Mary, and then coughed violently and loudly. Ida tugged at Lenny Gray, who reluctantly followed her out onto the porch. Lenny Gray thought she had gotten on Ida's bad side and was expecting a harsh exchange of words, but Ida was quiet and morose. Go on out to the field. 
get Curly and Tom. Tell them to hurry up. Why? Lenny Gray didn't want to entertain the idea that Mary's appointment with the inevitable had arrived. She wanted to know more and wanted to ask more questions. Looking back, she noticed the old woman was still, but had begun humming a spiritual tune that was familiar to Lenny Gray. She was trying to recall the words when Ida pinched her. Can't you tell she at the end? Don't you know at a time like this, you don't stand around lost inside your head? Ain't you saying people pass on before? No, Lenny Gray answered, rubbing away the pain of the pinch. Tom and Curly need to be here. They need to get here quick, before it's too late. When death comes, it happens quick. One second a person's here, and then, before you can blink your eye or before your next thought become your next weight, they gone. Go on now. Go get the men. They need to be at her side before she go. Ida pointed in the direction of the field. Lenny Gray looked back inside the shanty at Mary who was laying on her back, coughing and gagging. Hi, this is Earl Sewell, writer, creator, and narrator of the audio drama Lenny Gray. Say, if you like what you're hearing, please take a moment and write us a review. Your reviews help others to find us. Also, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and finally click that subscribe button. Your reviews and subscriptions help others to find the show. Speaking of having others find the show, if you know someone who would enjoy Lenny Gray, the audio drama, please recommend it. And finally, please feel free to post a link to the show on all of your social media websites. Marshall Turner's life is a dream come true. He has a successful law enforcement career. He's married to a woman he passionately loves. And he has a daughter who makes his heart swell with pride. Then, in the blink of an eye, tragedy strikes when Luther Parker, a drifter, kills Marshall's beloved daughter and flees into hiding. But living as a fugitive is never easy, especially since Marshall and the police had launched a massive manhunt to track him down. But Marshall has to decide whether to bring Luther to justice or have his vengeance. In Have Mercy, the national best-selling and award-winning author Earl Sewell delivers it all with his riveting tale full of intrigue and suspense. Download your copy of Have Mercy today exclusively on Amazon.com. <laughs>